Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Friday, and of course, the week is over. And of course, we can rejoice because we finally have Final Fantasy news. Not the one I wanted, but definitely the one I was waiting for, if that makes any sense at all. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. My name is Jordan. I am your host for the X Button Podcast, and I love video games. If you're new here, check out the podcast. We have a lot of great episodes. If you are old here, Thank you for sticking around for so long through all the ups and downs of this podcast because there have been many. Uh, this has not been easy, and I appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, yeah, man. What a what a weird week. The first week of doing the new schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I dabbled into streaming recently, which has been pretty, pretty fun. I met some new people on there. I am streaming on YouTube. The link is in the description of this podcast if you want to check it out. And uh, leave a sub if you can. It's a new... Uh, channel or a newer channel it's it's one that's been around for a while and then it kind of just got resurrected into the x button podcast channel so uh, if you guys are interested go leave a follow or a sub I will be streaming on there every week I am trying to nail down whether I want to do off days for streaming as in Tuesday and Thursday aka pre-Friday or if I should stream on Monday Wednesday Friday so uh, you know it could be a podcast stream podcast stream type deal uh, I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. I do plan on streaming over the weekend, so look out for that. If you guys are interested in any streams, we are streaming Shredder's Revenge, the TMNT game that just came out. I streamed a little bit yesterday. It's a blast. Can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then, of course, you know, I, I'm, I've been replaying the Resident Evils. I just got Final Fantasy Strangers, Stranger, Strangers of Paradise, the Souls-like from Team Ninja. Kind of Souls-like. It's not really a Souls-like anymore. And uh, just got Wii Sports. You might see my tubby belly playing Wii Sports later. You never know. And then, other than that, you know, I'm just living life. It's been it's been a fast week. I'm not mad at it. You know, I, we were one step closer to a lot of things. Just like we were leading up to Elden Ring, there are a lot of things to look forward to. Just like something coming out this winter, something coming out next winter, and uh, we'll get into that in a second. But let's let's talk about what I've been playing. Of course, as I said. TMNT Shredder's Revenge came out and has been pretty freaking awesome. This is, I guess, in a way, a spiritual successor to the old games. If I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken. I was mistaken about Overwatch 2 uh, not being free to play. I meant to say Overwatch 2 is free to play and it's coming out October. So that's cool. Anyways, I'm wrong sometimes is the gist of what I'm saying. So... Take some things, not all the things, some things I am right about, but take some things with a grain of salt, and that is the uh, idea that this may be a spiritual successor and not just a full remake. I'm not 100% sure, but I did play Turtles in Time and like some of the older beat-em-ups uh, from the TMNT series that were very popular, especially as a kid. I remember playing, I think there was one on Sega that we played, and then, of course, going to arcades, you would find them and maybe even movie theaters. It's an iconic arcade game and something to, to kind of spin off from that is you know the progression of modern gaming with modern gaming kind of going to a standard where obviously we're far from the what do you call it the arcade type things you know the arcade timeline where we were you know getting a lot of you know, drop a lot of quarters, you know, try, that kind of stuff where you had to spend a lot of money and basically games were designed to milk you for all you could. Uh, but now that 
uh, you know, games that progress into a more home style design, they milk you in other ways. They milk you 10 ways to Sunday, but they milk you other ways and not the same way as just dropping a quarter, uh, a quick, easy, simple way to milk somebody other money. So these games typically had design flaws and mild design, I guess, choices. I mean, I would assume that they were kind of done on purpose to where they were designed to make you spend money. So they would get you killed faster. They would, you know, they would, they would uh, strip you of resources faster and uh, force you into that game over. So that's been a big issue with a lot of these games kind of being ported nowadays into these home consoles they don't really hold up because they're kind of designed for these things. Like I don't have a lot of high hopes for the Kawabunga edition of the TMNT remasters from the arcades that are, that's coming to console soon. Simply, simply because the design and it seems like this game was trying to recreate the fun aspect of those games while also bringing it into modern times by not making it such a money suck. And it is very much not a money suck, and it is very fun. Uh, first of all, I mean, let's talk about a bunch of things. Uh, we'll just go over my whole impressions, I guess. Price-wise, 25 bucks, not bad. Not bad, really. I think it was on sale for like 22 when I bought it. Not bad at all. If you if you want a quick little, you know, fun four-player, six-player experience, it's pretty freaking fun. So, like, I highly recommend it. But, um, yeah, it's cheap. That's That's what I'm getting at. It's cheap. It recreates that style, that arcade style of game from back in the day, giving you a lot of nostalgia and definitely a lot of feels. I mean, at least for me, I, I remember, I remember playing these games with my brothers back in the day and just thinking, "Damn, you know, uh, this is this feels like I'm right back at home." Kind of like th- these are the games that kind of shaped a little bit of my childhood. And uh, while it wasn't like a centerpiece to my childhood, it was definitely one of those things that I experienced. And, uh, you know, I kind of missed, I didn't realize I missed it until I played this game. Kind of like, you know, you don't know, you don't know you want something or you need or want something until you see it. And this is one of the things. So playing it firsthand, it has been pretty fun. Uh, as I said, the gameplay is still there, uh, just more fine tuned to not be such a, a money suck. And the graphics is very, very, it's, it's much closer to a cartoon style. Uh, a la Cuphead in a way, not obviously not that drastic, but still, it, it is mimicking more of a cartoon style, more so than just the pixelated art that was there before. So, uh, on that aspect, it actually is very unique compared to the older TMNT beat 'em ups uh, and many other beat 'em ups in general. Uh, so you can you can definitely tell a lot of TLC has been there, uh, put in place to kind of like acknowledge. And, and, and acknowledge its progression from the previous games till now. Uh, another thing I noticed, and a couple other people online noticed, was that there are literal, like, you know, copied th- things that were brought from, you know, the older games, like small touches, similar to, like, like when you fall in a hole, it has the same exact message you would get before. Um... Things like that. It's just it's really cool touches like that that it really made me uh, miss these older games. You know, miss the older TMNT beat 'em ups. One thing I did kind of notice is that the screen gets very busy. I played personally with uh, with two people, so it was three of us, and it was 
It was getting pretty crowded, and the game can support up to six players. So I'm like, how is this going to work, you know? Like, it, it, it looked pretty busy when we were playing. It wasn't too bad to the point where I was, like, struggling for a long time to find my character or figure out what I was doing. It's just easy to get mixed up in things when there's, uh, a, like, you know, one person does a super, another person does a super, the third person does a super. Uh, the, you're fighting a boss, and they just swing you around and knock you off the frame or... Um, many different ways to kind of like, you know, get mixed up with things. And I think they, they do their best to kind of separate that kind of stuff. I know that like in that kind of design, you can't really get around it much. I mean, you have six players and there's a lot going on on screen. A lot of people attacking, a lot of enemies jumping in from the side and you know, it is what it is. But I think that bringing this type of game into modern days has been pretty interesting it's been it's been very very uh unique because i feel like nowadays you don't see games like this uh we got to see the return of uh what is it called uh uh what is it called now i'm not gonna think of it uh scott pilgrim we got to see the return of scott pilgrim into you know modern consoles not a uh, I guess it might have been considered a remaster. I'm not sure, but it was basically ported to the modern day consoles, and that one is still pretty tough as well. I don't know how this one compares fully to that, as I never really fully complete Scott Pilgrim. But I do think that uh, in terms of like modern day accessibility and uh, some, not all of them, because there's still very janky arcade mechanics that still can kind of get in the way. Uh, outside of certain aspects, this is way more welcoming into the beat 'em up genre in general, and to the TMNT specific beat 'em up uh, games, which is has been pretty awesome. We intend to play more tonight on stream. If you guys want to check it out, we are going to finish up the game. I think we are on mission twelve out of sixteen. I think it there is, uh, so we will be finishing that up tonight. Uh, possibly tomorrow if things don't go the right way. Uh, but either way, I will be streaming if you want to check it out. But uh, I love it. Uh, you know, it's a great game. I can't, I can't wait to uh, finish it. And I'll definitely do a small, quicker little review on what I uh, what I thought about it. Uh, I hope to play four players or six players at some point. But, you know, there's not a lot of people with the game. So I'm like, I don't know if I'll even get the chance. <laughs> uh, so so we'll see. But uh, it definitely is a very interesting re-envisioning of, you know, it, it's kind of like someone took the rose-tinted glasses of you looking back on your fondest memory of a game, and then they just recreated what your rose-tinted glasses is. You know, you like you look back on the arcade beat-em-ups from TMNT, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember characters jumping in off stage, uh, me falling into holes. Um, you know, all the characters doing funny things when you walk up on them and then you got to, you know, they snap out of it and try to fight you. Uh, the boss is being kind of hell. Um, you know, it being hectic, just like I said, the screen being like very, very populated, things like that are staples of that kind of genre. And to see it back is like pretty cool, but it is, you know, you're definitely back in the like nineties, late nineties type thing where you're, you're back in the arcade playing these games or mid nineties. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait to talk about it more. Uh, but we have bigger issues today, bigger topics that we need to talk about. Uh, but before we get to that, I tried Wii Sports. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Wii Sports. We're getting double impressions today. Wii Sports for the Switch, 
or I guess it's called Nintendo Switch Sports now. Switch Sports. Uh, I got it. I did not try the leg band. I know what that works like for the ring fit. A lot of high knees for no reason. So I haven't tried it yet, but I will try it. Don't get me wrong. Um, later today, I might try more off stream just to see what it's like. I played bowling. I think I bowled a 230 or maybe a 170 or 180. I don't remember. Uh, it was around there. And that was pretty fun. Bowling bowling was pretty fun. It feels a little easy. Like the, the Joy-Cons aren't really made to fully emulate what the Wiimotes did. I mean, the Wiimotes had the IRR receiver like as an attachment to the console. It was like an actual peripheral where this one is kind of just guessing, doing best guess work on your, your gyro movements. So, for instance, the uh, I guess what was once called the fencing. I forgot what it's called in this one. I think it has a different name. Um, it was, you know, that's the one where you're, you're playing with the swords and you get to, like, knock each other off the uh, platform. And that is fun. Don't get me wrong. But you can definitely see, like, when you first sync up to use the swords, you hit the buttons and it syncs up your hands. And then as you're, after you're swinging a couple times, you notice, like, oh, I'm pointing both my hands straight and my left hand is, like, way diagonal down towards the ground. Like, you know, it, it's a little off sometimes when it comes to tracking because it's not really a one-to-one -one thing. But, you know, for what it's worth, it actually does still kind of hold up to what you kind of remember of, of Wii Sports. And I can't really complain about that too much. It, it is kind of cool. And it does some interesting things like adding online play, which is a very weird thing. I mean, if you look at back at Wii Sports, it was very much a tech demo, demo, demo for uh the wii that was kind of just like hey here's a here's a something to play it's like astro's playroom for the wii and it was fine everybody i mean it's a, it's a hit everybody loved it but it was packed in for free with every wii uh you know me i gotta pee da 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 um but you know this one actually is made to you know be more of an experience you actually get to play online with i think up to I want to say, I want to say 16 people, but that might be way wrong. I think it's 16 people for bowling. You're gonna do like a bowling tournament, and it's basically battle royale, top four or top three or something. Get you know, get to move on or something like that. Uh, it's pretty freaking cool, and you can also invite your friends to play. So uh, a lot of weird aspects that they kind of made that game modern as well, similar to Shredder's Revenge. I think it's pretty cool that the Switch Sports series is like not dead, but. You know, I, I just think it, it is kind of losing a little bit of that luster with it not having a Wiimote alternative or some way to make it, you know, track your movements a little bit more accurately. I think that would be kind of cool, but I know it's, you know, without adding 30 more peripherals to your, your living room, I don't really know how they can do it. They can do it, but... uh yeah, it, it, I, I like what I've played so far, and I can't wait to play more. That is another one I'll be experimenting with over the weekend. And from there, let's move on to topic of the show, since I have nothing else to talk about. Of course, uh, Obi-Wan keeps you know, moving on to disappoint me, and uh, I'm lying. Episode 5 is pretty cool. And then, you know, there's that other show, Miss Marvel, which was, you know, episode 2 got a little better. That was about it. Yeah, you know the vibes. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the to the actual nitty gritty. Um, there was two, there were two conferences, showcases, whatever you want to call them. One being the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary uh, 
showcase or the live stream celebration, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they announced a bunch of stuff, a bunch of big stuff, a bunch of small stuff, and I'm very excited for most of it. So let's talk about it. There is, uh, they announced that Final Fantasy VII Remake is now a three-part trilogy uh, moving along with the remake series by the next entry being called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Of course, we had Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Integrade, now Rebirth being the next full game to, you know, supplement the middle part of the story for Final Fantasy VII. This is, as I said before, this game is not something I played when I was younger. So, going into it, I'm I'm very, very excited to see where this story goes. Uh, because I only got a taste. I only got to experience the tip of the iceberg by playing the first remake. And I absolutely loved it. I have not uh, completed Integrate just from me being lazy, time, I don't want to download it. <laughs> a lot of weird different reasons, but I do want to get into it. I'll probably play it a lot closer to whenever Rebirth is about to come out or something. Uh, but that game is going to look phenomenal on PS5. I mean, they just came out with a PS5 port for Final Fantasy VII Remake 1. Imagine what this game is going to be now that it's being made exclusively for the PS5. Uh, amazing. Exciting. Amazing. And uh, I don't know. Exciting. Uh I can't wait for that. It's such a big announcement. The The trailer actually had what I assume is some type of gameplay or uh, cinematic where they actually showed Sephiroth in it. They showed a little bit of, I think Zack is his name. They showed a ton of cloud, of course. And uh, yeah, this is basically the next logical step. And I think they're going to do a good job with it. It's, it's kind of hard to let people down when you have the base of the game, you know. You have, you have the gist of what we want to play there. Uh, I think diehard fans just either want the continuation of the story or for you to add features that may not be, you know, in the game from the original version. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm very, very excited, and I'm, I'm glad this got announced. It's weird that they kind of did it in a Final Fantasy VII Celebration Direct, if you will. I, I think, it, you know, obviously people watched it. Obviously, it's on like the cover of all these websites now. It is big news, but like, it would have been kind of cooler to maybe see this at like Summer Games Fest or something. But hey, I guess if you had this planned, I mean, you know, you probably planned this out for a while, seeing that it is the 25th anniversary. Uh, it's, it's just random that it's just like on some random <laughs> screen extreme. But hey, people saw it, people listened, and people are excited, and that's all we need to know. Uh, but that's not all that was announced. There is another thing uh, regarding Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was that Part Three is already in development. So they they they're literally like on fast track to get this game the frick out of here. You know they are trying to make this game, and that is all we have been asking for so long. Uh, I think the original remake trailer was from like 2013, I think, or something like that. A long ass time ago. Like th- this has been. A, a long time coming and the fact that part two is already being made and uh or i guess kind of like you know is being made and then three is starting to be made it's it's a blessing to see this trilogy happen and it's interesting they're not following the number order maybe just to not confuse new fans to the final fantasy 7 2 final fantasy 7 3 even though they've done it with final fantasy 13 you catch my drift uh but yeah then uh, 
They well, they had also announced a bunch of mobile stuff. I'm not going to get into that. First Soldier is a game that exists if you want to check it out. That is a mobile game for Final Fantasy that I just don't give a shit about. I don't uh, but they did announce that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is coming out next winter, which is cool. And you're like, damn, that's a long time. Well, they also announced Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, which is coming out this winter. Yes, we are getting a Final Fantasy VII game this winter, which is insane. I think uh, this game was originally on the PSP, so graphically it needs a, a super big overhaul and it looks like from the trailer it does have an overhaul and i am very excited i've heard a lot of things about this game i played a little bit of it back in the day don't remember any of it and uh, i kind of just picked it up just to like be like hey you know this is a, a starting point maybe i can get into final fantasy 7 final fantasy 7 with this no it was not the case of course not uh this game it looks interesting. It looks fun. It looks like it, it's going to be beautiful in, in its new remake. Uh, but more excitingly, it comes out this winter, which is, is more than I can ask for. You know, we get a steady stream of Final Fantasy VII nowadays. And Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy, VII, Final Fantasy in general, with the recent trailer for Final Fantasy XVI, uh, which has a 2023 release date with no date. And... Overall, man, I can't be happier. It seems like we are in the best timeline for certain franchises that have been legacy titles for so long, like Resident Evil, like Final Fantasy VII, uh, not Metal Gear. Where the hell is it? But uh, some of these franchises are getting the TLC they they very much deserve. And, uh, you know, as fans, we fully appreciate it and are super excited for some of these entries. I'm sure some people might have problems with them, but, hey, I am new to Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII. I'm excited to try that out. I can't wait for Final Fantasy 16. I can't say Final Fantasy. And I can't wait for Resident Evil. I can't wait for a lot of these games. So there's that. And then there was also another announcement, which was that there is going to be... I am stalling. Uh, there's going to be Dragon's Dogma 2. Uh, they basically had an event with Dragon's Dogma for their... Uh, 10th anniversary, which is kind of weird. It, like as, as I said, as I said before, it's kind of weird to see like this somewhat niche game kind of come out and then it's having like an anniversary stream. But uh, it does have a fan base. A lot of people like it and have been wondering if there was going to be a Dragon Dogma 2. And now we can say it exists and it is being made. Uh, it looks like it is being made in the RE engine, which that means it's going to look beautiful. Uh, I do wonder like how much that limits it because we've only seen the RE engine kind of fire off uh, on Resident Evil games, which are very linear, very tight spaced. Uh, Dragon's Dogma was a open world type game, open map uh, maybe, and uh, that of course led to a lot of you know probably limitations, things that might have limited it in terms of scope. When it comes to the older hardware, because I think it launched on the PS3, now it's on the PS4, uh, and you know now we're getting a part two, which is pretty cool. It had the Squire system where you can make it a companion, and then other players can basically download your companion uh, or and have them team up with you. And as you're playing with someone else's companion, it'll give that person's com that person's player, uh, like let's say I'm playing with your companion. Uh, the, after I'm playing with them and getting them XP and stuff, it'll come back and give you all the shit 
or I guess most of the experience and, and things like that items that I, that they had gotten with me. So you're, you're benefiting from me playing with your, your squire. And, uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and I think I thought I might've missed it. They do have a dragon's dogma anime coming out, which I'm not too, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's one of those things I'm like, all right, it's, it's one of those weird franchise games. I'm like, it's, I don't, I'm not that familiar with it. I didn't play a lot of the old game and I think it's, I don't know if a lot of people are excited for this, you know, but I, I, I hope so. It, it seems for me, since I kind of know, you know, I know what to expect out of this game. You know, it had a lot of unique mechanics, like a mix between a Souls-like and Shadow of the Colossus in a way, in terms of their combat, where you could actually, like, climb on top of the beast and, like, stab them and stuff. It had a lot of cool things like that, where I'm like, you know, it's doing a lot. It's doing a lot of creative stuff, and compared to other games, uh, it definitely stood out, and I think it deserves a remake, or not a remake, a sequel, uh, and I can't, I can't wait to see what it looks like. I think that's the biggest thing. We just need to see what it looks like. They didn't show anything. So we're probably not getting this till like 2024, but it is cool to know some of these games exist since it is such a slow cycle for some of these modern games to come out all due to COVID all due to international issues, political issues. So I'm not hating on it too much, but you get, you get what I'm saying. It can be kind of a, it can be kind of hard to get games out but moving on from all of that i'd say this is this is an episode right this is a freaking episode i hope you guys enjoyed it i do think that a lot of these things will be cleared up as like games kind of move into you know more of a modern i guess development cycle maybe you know without some of the you know without some of the the things that are slowing it down, slowing down. What the fuck is this? Hold on, sorry, I gotta check this out. This threw me off. Lollipop Chainsaw is making a return. Uh, following an announcement on Twitter, this is by Ryan Denzel on IGN, as spotted by the Silicon Era. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is backed by Dragami Games. Please look forward to it. The veteran developer was previously CEO of Katakawa Games, who published the original in 2012, but left to start. Dragami Games in May 2022. Uh, Yasuda didn't share further details. Uh, it was it was a hack and slash game where you are a cheerleader with a chainsaw. This goes into the Dragon's Dogma bucket. I'm not sure why we're getting some of these things, but could be cool. You know, we'll see. Uh, but this has been an episode. I appreciate you guys listening. I uh, I hope to see you in the stream if you guys are interested at all. The the link is in the description of this podcast if you guys want to check it out and uh yeah leave an apple podcast review if you like the podcast go leave a sub it you know even if you don't want to watch stuff you can mute me or whatever just go leave a sub on the youtube channel it helps out more than you know and i appreciate everybody sticking around with the podcast and listening i hope you guys like the new schedule i hope you guys like that we're getting into some video format content and i hope you guys like the progression of the podcast we are moving into a a bigger better age for this podcast and you know i can't wait to keep progressing and moving it forward so thank you guys so much have a fantastic weekend i will see you guys back for monday uh inspirational monday and uh yeah we'll, we'll be back i'll see you in the stream and have a fantastic weekend later guys